Welcome to Global One Media Stocks to Watch. I'm Michael Suido. I'm speaking today with Chris Frostad. He's the president and CEO of the PurePoint Uranium Group. Hey, Chris, great to see you. Welcome back to the program. Good to be here, Michael. I want to start with the market for uranium. Prices have been flat for about the last week or so, but they're up 11% since the beginning of the year. And they've been on a real tear since last June when prices, they troughed back then about 42 US dollars per pound. Uh, today, it sells for more than 100 US dollars, uh, at least today as of when we're filming, and that's a jump of more than 140%. I'm curious, do you think prices have peaked or do you think demand will continue to outstrip supply? Well, when you say prices, you're, you you have to be careful as to what we're what, what we're watching. So the the numbers that that you're quoting, and and rightly so, they're the only ones we really have good access to. It's the spot price. Um, the spot price makes up a fairly small percentage of the of the uh, uranium that's traded globally. Most of it's on long term contracts, and those numbers are a little more muted or a little little harder to get your hands on. Uh, but nonetheless, yes, we've seen a a, a real spike, uh, particularly at the beginning of this year. Uh, they made that jump up to about $106, and we haven't seen it over $100 in a long time. Um, and then they did sort of calm down in the last week. The um, but I think I think the spot market we are going to see bouncing around a bit now, and 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 staying probably around the level it is now. It it could keep going up. I think the numbers to watch though going forward are going to be the the long term price. Um, those numbers are. Uh, <clears throat> a little less 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 uh, easy to see and find. They come out maybe once a month or so uh, because they're um, they're contracts that are done directly between utilities and and producers. Uh, but uh, at the end of the year, the uh, long term price was sixty eight dollars. Now I don't believe that. Uh, that producers are doing deals at $68. Those are just the, the ones that we have access to and can see. So I'm sure the, the number is much higher than that. But you know, we, we'll wait and see. I think in the next week, we're going to see long-term prices come out again. Uh, I think we're going to see a significant jump in them, or they're going to start to really jump, uh, because we really need to get up into that $70, $80 framework before we can start opening up new mines. So I think that's what that's what uh, you know that's what we're keeping a closer eye on. The um, and the spot price is certainly a, a leading indicator as to what what we hope to see and expect to see in the long term. Yeah, I certainly don't think anyone's doing deals at below seventy U.S. dollars when the spot price mm -hmm. is up above a hundred. Uh, and you know, talking about going up, I mean, uranium prices they were up fourfold over the past four years. That said, though, they're still below their all-time high. Back in 2007, uranium was trading at 136 US dollars a pound in the spot market, and that was 30% mm -hmm. higher than uh, spot prices right now. Right. So it, if we look at supply and demand, we're seeing commercial reactors come online in a number of countries across Asia and Europe. Uh, last time we spoke, you pointed out that there's a very large number, I think more than 25 in China alone. Uh, potentially other new sources of demand as well, tech companies perhaps looking for green energy sources. Curious, looking forward, what do you think are going to be the main drivers of demand? Well, I think that's the big difference between now and and last time we saw uh, uranium prices up as as high as you mentioned, is that is that this one is truly being driven by a supply gap and and by demand. Mm. Uh, we're seeing uh, reactors now being built in a in a very serious manner, um, much more so than we did uh, 10, 15 years ago, uh, when when things started to rally again at that at that point in time. Um, I think. I think uh, the big change, obviously, and we've spoke about this before, is, is that uh, nuclear power is now being seen as a as a green green energy source, 
And as more and more countries are are focusing on that and making that a focus these days, uh, we're seeing the demand go up. And and in terms of the technology as well. So as as much as we are seeing a, a number of new reactors being built and moved forward, we're also uh, seeing things like small modular reactors and actually micro reactors uh, being developed and uh, going to be put into commercial use very very shortly. And those numbers haven't even really hit the 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 standard demand numbers that we see. So we're we're truly seeing demand man grow in a, in a real uh, and, and visible manner. And, and it's also quite evident that, that uh, when you do the math, we haven't got the, we haven't got the fuel to run most of them. So, um, you know, there's really going to be a lot of catch up on that, on that mat in, in that regard, which is why I think we're going to continue to see uranium prices uh, move up and up and up. It's a very tight market. It's interesting. You mentioned those sort of micro um, reactors, if you will. Really interesting to hear about that. And mm -hmm. on the topic of supply, uh, one of the world's largest producers, uh, suppliers of uranium, uh, they issued a production warning this past week. Uh, I believe they're called Kazatoprom. They're located right. in Kazakhstan. Uh, and they've said that supply chain issues are affecting the production. It could actually take a couple of years to work that out. Right. Right. And so, I think that's that's really what what caused a real spike at the, in early January uh, in the in the uranium price in the short term price that we saw. And what's and it, it also really started to affect the equities last year when we saw uh, uranium spot prices moving up more rapidly. We didn't see the same sort of movement in the equities and the developers or the or the, or the explorers, et cetera. But when Kazataprom uh, really moved down their production numbers, that's when we saw everybody taking a hike because that's more of a long term um a long-term issue uh it's not it's not an immediate issue so uh it, it truly affects the longer term and and puts a lot more pressure on uh on the on the supply side of, of providing fuel i don't want to drill in a bit more on your company's business i'm sure point uranium uh you all have a large portfolio of drill uh drill targets uh nine projects to be exact in one of the richest places in the world for uranium the athabasca basin in saskatchewan canada uh, just a couple of days ago, you laid out some detailed drilling plans for the year, starting with exploration of a joint venture in Hook Lake. Uh, drilling there starts, I believe, within the next week. Uh, you've had a presence there since 2007. So tell us, why are you focusing on it now? And, uh, you know, what excites you about it? Well, you know, there's, there's a number of things about that area. I mean, in the last 10 years, um, uh, two companies, uh, Fission Uranium and, and NextGen Energy, have, have both put together deposits in excess of 350 million pounds right next door. Um, that's, that's one thing that excites us about the area. Number two is our partners, Cameco and Arano, two of the largest uh, uranium suppliers in the world. And we know that they can't free up budget for exploration on projects that they don't think are going to come in with, with elephants as well. So, um, and they're, they've been a constant and consistent uh, partner throughout the process at Hook Lake. And uh, and they they hold approximately uh, almost 80% of that project. So they they provide most of the funding and uh, we're the operator on that project. So um, operationally, it, it's a great project and it, and it continues to move forward in a very positive way. Uh, at the end of uh, last winter, when we did our drill program, we were moving into a new area that is um, that has been untested to date. Uh, we did some testing quite some time ago, but we're kind of moving in a different direction based on all the information we've gathered over the years. And uh, it's an area called the Carter Corridor. Uh, and right at the end of that program, we started to come into 
proper mineralization and proper indicators that would, would suggest that we are now coming into uh, a, possibly a significant zone of of, uh, of uranium. So we're, we're quite, quite excited to get back there and get that drill turning again and, and follow up on on those numbers we saw and uh, and and see what what we can step into. You've got some great partners there, Orano and Chemico. They're two of the world's largest companies, as you said, uranium companies, big market cap, more than 50 billion US dollars. What led them to partner with PurePoint at Hook Lake? Well, we uh, we actually got involved with them uh, during the last go round in uranium back in, as you mentioned, 2007. Uh, at that point in time, uh, we were earning in on that project. And uh, we were, uh, so we were the operator then. And uh, as that project advanced and started to move forward and things started to get a lot more exciting in that area, uh, they, they got very comfortable with our, our ability to, to explore out there and to manage the project and to uh, propose uh, programs on an annual basis. And, uh, and that, uh, that relationship is, has continued to this point. So I think they're, they've, they've, again, gotten very comfortable with the way we operate, with the way that we, uh, um, we uh, have our relationships with them. And uh, I think they, they believe that we're doing the right thing. So it's, uh, they're, they're certainly helpful from a technical and a financial standpoint. And, uh, uh, but they do really leave it up to us to propose programs and uh, carry these things out moving forward. And uh, we're, we're, just, we're just happy to have them as, uh, as partners. That's excellent. Um, I understand that you're working on multiple fronts. So in addition to drilling, you're planning to conduct the electromagnetic and radiometric surveys. Uh, tell us a bit more about this. Well, we're, yeah, this is going to be a busy year. We've, uh, you know, again, we we tend to follow the markets in terms of, of of what we're allowed to spend or not spend, depending on how excited people are about us uh, moving that direction. So we've uh, we've sort of separated our, our our work into three into two categories. One being drilling, where are we drilling, and making sure that we're drilling our priority projects throughout the year. And then in the in the background, we're also advancing on a lot of geophysical fronts to make sure that we've got. Uh, an, projects in the pipeline that we can continue working after that. So as you mentioned, we're starting right now at, at Hook Lake. Um, and a lot of this is driven by permitting. It's a lot of it's driven by seasonality, depending on where we are in the province. Uh, but after this, we will be moving the drills over to Red Willow, another project of ours over on the eastern side, over near the all the other main mines uh, in Canada. Uh, we'll be working uh, through the spring there. And then uh, late summer and into the fall, we'll be, working, uh, we'll be drilling at our Turner Lake project. Um, but again, behind the scenes, as you mentioned, we will also be doing um, a geophysical work at our Smart Lake project, which is another joint venture we have with Cameco over on the over on the western side of the province. And uh, two uh, two earlier stage, but very large projects, uh, Tavernor and uh, Russell South, will also be doing um, geophysics uh, over those projects. Uh, we have been doing different programs to date, but I think we're we're kind of into the last throes of, of the amount of work we want to do before we put a drill to them. Uh, it is kind of interesting uh, at this stage because everybody is so busy. Um, there is a lot of horse trading going on and a lot of cooperation happening between a variety of companies down there. And I know in particular Russell South, uh, the the two different programs, geophysical programs we'll be running, we're doing that in conjunction with our neighbors out there who also have projects in the area who are also doing similar programs. And by kind of sharing the... Uh, uh, sharing the efforts of, of our service providers, we can, we're just covering bigger areas and and uh, and sharing costs in that regard. So there's uh, it's it's busy all around and, and all around us, and we're taking full advantage of that. Yeah, like you said, a very busy year. You mentioned quite a few projects there. 
I'm just going to say to uh, viewers right now, if you want to find out more about those projects, uh, I've been on your website and there's each one is detailed. So the name of each project uh, is there. Uh, Chris, what's that website again? The website is www.purepoint.ca. Um, we also have a, a portfolio booklet that we update annually, which you'll see, which has a lot of detail on all of these projects going right back to when we first picked them up. So you see a complete history of, of the basin and of each of the projects and the work we've done and the work we plan to do moving them forward. So if you're more of a technical person, you want to get really dig in deep, you'll be able to see what uh, uh, where all of those projects stand at the current time. Okay, so for those of you watching, don't do it right now. Wait until the end of the interview. <laughs> But afterwards, go to the website and check out that detailed content. And in terms of talking about content, Chris, you also publish content about the uranium industry. Uh, and I'm curious, if we look at how mining companies are doing, well, a lot of those stocks are lagging behind right now, despite that surge in uranium prices. Why do you think that is? Well, I think I think what we saw last year was was interesting in that uh, the only companies that really were following the spot price, and we just talked about this a little earlier, were, were probably Cameco and uh, Uranium Energy Corp. The other the other producers, the other developers, uh, really were really were hugging hugging the line and staying flat as as uranium prices were jumping up, and and the explorers for the most part were were continuing to languish. I think I think they were waiting to see the long term price come back uh, in earnest. Uh, to know that the the industry really was picking up steam and that was it was really ready to start producing uranium again, and uh, and so when we did see that jump at the beginning of the year, and again driven by the news out of Kazakhstan that lo their longer term production numbers were going to be off, uh, then we 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 see everybody starting to pick up steam again and 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 tick up. So I think I think now that we're seeing longer term pricing uh, on uranium come into uh, you know, come into the incentive prices. Um, we're starting to see uh, more of the equities pick up and take up steam and, and start to follow that line uh, north. But uh, you know, needless to say, we 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 all recognize we're coming into a supply gap, and that there is going to be continued excitement around our sector for some time now. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that for sure. Uh, I want to point out that while other companies in the sector may have been facing declining share prices, that's not the case with SharePoint. Uh, in Canadian trade, your shares are up about 20% since the beginning of the year. They hit a low last August of three Canadian cents. Uh, but since that time, your share price has more than doubled. And if we go back to when you and I spoke last time, that was in November, about 10 weeks ago, well, your mm -hmm. share price has jumped 50% since then. Maybe we'll call that the GOM bounce. But uh, tell us, why do you think uh, your stock is outperforming? I think I think what you'll want, what you'll see in terms of in terms of our share price. I mean, we we have been around for a while, and we tend to be far less volatile than a lot of the other explorers in the area. I think that's because of the the amount of time we've been in the area. Uh, I think a lot of it's being driven by our partners and the, and the stability they bring to what we do, and 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 where we're working, and uh, where you'll see a lot of volatility in a lot of the other companies. I think you'll see that we tend to uh, hug the average, if you will, in terms of movement when when things are going up or down. Uh, we seem to be right right on track with that and and typically are doing slightly better. So um, I think if as we see the entire sector start to move up, uh, you're going to see Purepoint um, do the same and 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 probably exceed that because you know again, as I say, we we have uh, exceptional partners. we've got we've got exceptional projects that that we can demonstrate value in right across the board. And uh, you know we've demonstrated that we know what we're doing. So um, I think it's we're we're gonna we're gonna get more than our share of support coming into this market for sure. That's awesome. Great to hear such a bullish case. 
And no question that Uranium is attracting a lot of investor interest right now, seeing a big jump in demand, some 60 new nuclear power plants currently under construction. Uh, we talked about supply constraints with what's going on in Kazakhstan. And uh, you know, from what I'm hearing, you guys got a busy year ahead of you with that exploration at Falk Lake and elsewhere. So uh, we hope that bears fruit. Uh, keep us posted on the results. Will do. Thank you very much, Michael. We've been speaking with PurePoint Uranium President and CEO Chris Frostet, and you've been watching Global One Media's Stocks to Watch. I'm Michael Suado.